feeling about this. All right, so I guess we're we're live now. So uh, we lost Bruno. He's off uh, doing family stuff. Uh, he's alive. Um, maybe he's fighting his enemies personally. He could be doing that. Uh, but so, I'm I'm Zach, and we got Chris here. Say hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. And we have our first ever guest, uh, the MVP from Crate Cup, uh, whatever they're on now, Ben Doyle. Hello, Ben. Hey, Zach. Hey, Chris. How you guys doing? Hey. Good. Thanks, Ben. Ben, we only had room for one guest, and I heard you were the best player on the team. Uh, yes, I am the best player on the team. In fact, even though it wasn't recorded, you can hear uh, Duncan repeat it on the Minoff podcast. Yeah. So it, they're still recording him. So, you know, he doesn't really have very good deniability on this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, like, I guess, like, you know, for actually giving credit, I mean, Duncan was still actually the best player on the team, but that's sort of because we prepped him to be. But we can, I know we said you want to talk about Great Cup, so I can, I, I can dive into that. I, you know, there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell a story, too, because I, I like to give myself partial credit uh, <laughs> for everyone's win, because I, I helped with the planning process, and up until yeah. I... Up until I had an offer accepted on a house, uh, I thought I was going. Um, but yeah, I, I Duncan is actually like really good at the the planning and pairing, um, and I I had not expected that prior to uh, <laughs> how rude really the second year. Well, so I don't know. We didn't really plan like a high level, low level. Of Duncan's this. actually really clever, and I expect him to be a moron. Is all I heard. <laughs> So, Ben, what, one question I had. So, I guess we'll cover the pairing process real quick for people mm-hmm. that don't know. Because the team format's super cool. Um, yeah. So, it's you have a team A and a team B, and you rode. Uh, and you have three mm-hmm. lists. So, what is it? Team A puts down a list, team B yeah. pairs, and then... Yeah. Yeah, essentially. So, yeah, team A puts down a list. Team B mm-hmm. says, okay, face this. And then team B essentially picks the last two matchups. Because, you know... They'll put down a list, like, you know, or, yeah, I mean, or, t- sorry, Team A, anyway, done. Team A picks left. They'll essentially put down a list. Team A will respond, and then the last two are, you know, whatever's left. So Team A gets to, uh, gets to respond twice, essentially. Yeah. Like, you know, they get to do that twice. And then the next part is for scenarios. So we had a deck of scenarios, uh, four scenario cards. You just shuffled through the top, like, so Team B, or, yeah, Team B would take, um, would uh, choose whichever scenario got assigned first. So they like draw the top card. There's a scenario. It goes against this list. Then team A would draw one, pick it out, and put it, you know, put it on against the, one of the two remaining lists. And then team B would just look at the last two cards and pretty much put it down where wherever they want it. Like pick the scenario for the last uh, remaining one. Um, I think I came to the conclusion that team B was definitely at least a little bit ad- being advantageous. Because... And that was the one that got to pick two actual list matchups, right? No, the one that got to pick uh, the scenarios. Oh, really? Okay. So, you know, is Team B, so like in terms of matchups, you know, yeah, Team A got Team A got to pick two matchups pretty much. But mm-hmm. I think picking the scenarios for those matchups was much more important. And the big key is is that Team B not only picked the first one, but they had their choice of like the last two. So they could like essentially pick the first ones, First scenario, say, okay, this scenario is really good for this list, or it's like really bad for another list, so I'm gonna throw it over here. And then, you know, team A picks whatever, and then, you know, team B then gets to look at two scenarios 
for the last lesson, pick whichever one's best for their teammate. Yeah. So they get, they get, there's more choices there. So yeah, that, I feel I feel bad now because last time we did this, I helped Chris go through with like these scenario pairings and stuff, and um, I feel like doing matchup one and then moving straight into scenario before you know the other lists might have been. So I, so I, I like it because one of the big hangups that came around um, in the past was it gets like usually there's a massive advantage to whoever ends up pairing um, more squads, right? So like yeah. crate, the 2.0 crate cup, um, that advantage was whoever had the smallest overall bid, um, if memory serves. Uh, yeah, and I'm going to refer to them by additions uh, because every time the white walkers won it ended the edition um so good news europe uh <laughs> but yeah so the, that's the thing i remember every time and like we joke that the one that we didn't win um we <laughs> was rigged or I, I can't remember what our, our running bit on that one is um but one of the things that happened at the end was it was like the underdog if memory serves the team that was like lower seated at that point got the pairing advantage um, so because we were out, we were winning our matchups all day. Um, what wound up happening is we would have the pairing disadvantage. So like we were two twoing a lot at the end where there was another team that was submarining, um, and they had pairing choice. So like they, we started two twoing as we got later in the, the, re the day, uh, and they were three wanting more, um, and obviously, yeah. you know, the entire story of the White Walkers is that Chris hates us uh, and hurt us all very badly. Not you, Chris Allen. Chris Sheriff I mean, loves us. Chris is a good dude. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I feel like your body's catching checks. You... <laughs> my mouth's catching <laughs> checks that my body can't, right? Or yeah, yeah. My, mouth's, my mouth's writing checks that my body can't cash. Yeah. It's, it's a Top Gun. It's an American movie. I don't, I don't know if you know about aviation, Chris. Military aviation. Do you, aviation know, do you know how many times I've watched Top Gun? I, in a single day, I've probably watched it like three to four times. Does that count? That's, that's are impressive. You, are you counting the fact that you worked on an airbase as watching that, it? That is or? the reason why I watched it, because on detachment, they'd take Top Gun and it would just be on loop in the crew room. Right. You, you can watch Top Gun a, few, a fair few times on a 14-hour shift. Yeah, that that's, adds up. That's impressive. But no, so... Uh, since I'm hosting, it's my job to keep us on task. Uh, I, so I, I'm surprised to hear you say that the um, the objectives were such a big advantage. Now, um, so I wasn't in on every call, but I did. You guys discover that like during the event, or did that come up in um, one of the one of the other calls that I, I wasn't there for? So that comes up. That came up in the call as we were just discussing it a bit. Um, you know, really, I think it was also something that sort of naturally. A bit came up. So in terms of like the planning that we did, like I know you said during the initial call, but you know, really first we selected like our best list we wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Um, so you know, I got I was like near like, oh Vader Defender is such a good gatekeeping list. And I was like, oh, I can play Vader Defender, no problem. Yeah. Um, and then you know, were looking at, you know, and Duncan had his Gen Con list because he's uh so many reps with it. I was like, oh, that seems that seems pretty good and a fairly natural thing. And then you know, Adam had his full bombers list, which is also really good as well, right? So it's you know three really good lists, and then we just discuss both our the, like the matchups we want, but also the scenarios. Okay. And so the reason why I, th I thought the scenarios, like I think it's more, it's more. I mean, it's more imbalanced if, for, if you're really well prepared. 
because then, you know, if you really are prepared and you know exactly what matchups are good, what are bad, what scenarios are good, what are bad, therefore, the more decision points you have, the more advantage you have during the pairing process. And so Team B just had more decisions they could make. Okay. And so, like, our like overall plan was generally, you know, I think throw me down first. If like we were player A, you can just throw me down first, you know. But we were we yeah. were also we were also only player A like twice, I think, the entire tournament. That, by the way, that's a really big. Um, so there's two really big lessons. Uh, I've had all these thoughts bubbling for years about mm-hmm. like how to do well at team tournaments and lessons learned, um, mm-hmm. because we. It is amazing in hindsight that we did as well as we did in the first one because our everything was wrong. Um, uh, unironically, uh, me five owing got us close. Um, but so the the one so there's two there's two things. I really do think that um, having everyone just play a, like sort of default to a list that they're most comfortable with um, that they feel like they can perform best with. Um, is essentially the right call because at the end of the day you still have to play the you still have to play the game and not the format. Um, but the one thing I will say, I, I do think it goes a really long way to have a list because every single one of these pairing formats, at some point you're gonna leave you know someone naked where you you put a list out and your opponent's gonna have a huge choice of what to pile against it. Um, and having that sort of like gatekeeper or go figure it out list, um, I think really goes a long way. Um, it, you know, so there was you for this one. Um, I don't remember. I think it was Josh's tie swarm for um, crate cup uh, four. For crate cup three, uh, it was my Miranda list, and crate cup two, Nathan had his um, corn Ahsoka Biggs list. Um, if I'm firing up my member berries well enough. And, like, I do think that it, that's the only, like, minor caveat to, uh, you know, play what you do best with, um, but make sure to have something that, you know, can be exposed like that. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, the other the other thing advantage was is that, you know, we could see, like, what lists they have. And so, like, if, if we were player, because, like, they, we threw it on faux bombers, actually. I think we split, like, I was first and mm-hmm. I was first. But we also could see is, like, do they have – like any hard counters, like they have no hard counters, like full bombers or like Vader defender. We throw it down first. It's like, cool, we'll throw that down. And like, you know, whatever they choose is what they choose. Right. And it's, there's nothing that's, you know, going to give some sort of, you know, th- like 30, 70 de- deficit for like Vader defenders, like yeah. one, one like three percent time. Right. And, you know, and, and same. So you also can like analyze the list. So if I think when he threw Adam down, First, you know, when we, we threw with uh, his full bombers, it was very much, well, you know, you have nothing that's like, you know, a bad matchup for full bombers. Like maybe like some are better than others, but like nothing yeah. like bad. And it's like, cool, throw it down, let them figure it out. And then, you know, we can, we can just respond, you know, we can, we can respond with the, the better matchup. So there was a way of like controlling matchups there. So like, yeah. having control pairings is important, but I think, like I said, it has to do with like about list selection and also just knowing you know, what's good and what's bad. Like you're talking like with D about this, like, and I'm it's probably the same for mo- most of the teams that I don't think anyone really prepared as much as we did in terms of having like really specific pairing strategy. And so like you were on one of the calls, you know, we had additional call. We started just further discussions about it, but you know, we broke the whole thing really went down to a cheat sheet that Duncan had. Right. Yeah. And so we all, we all knew what the pairing generally strategy was. 
and this is why like i give like duncan full credits because he took everything we talked about like we discussed like it wasn't like he just came up the whole thing on his own like it was very much a team effort but then Mm -hmm. he was able to just like distill that to make like those executing those good decisions which like he you know he just was able to have the he also had the time like to put the mental to prepare like you know it's like studying for a test right yeah we like he knew it he had his cheat sheet but like you know he was really good and you know we would talk about it and every single decision i was like you made i like i told him like before we played the game i'm like oh i won the game it was the right decision like before the games like you made the right decision like exactly like even when he was questions like no you did exactly what was like correct you know and did like the right pairings you know and yeah you know this we're talking about so you know but just having like someone who can make because we can't talk about it you know, one of the big things is like you're, once, you're not supposed right. to be able to. Yeah, yeah. that was enforced yeah. at different levels over the years. But I think well, it's better when you when you don't sit down and talk like when you do it beforehand and don't do it live at every matchup because uh, that bogs yeah. it down a little. Yeah, it bogs it. I think that's part of it. I mean, like, we didn't. We were like really good about it. I didn't see any of the other teams like do it. I mean, the only team, the only pairing that ever took a while was our finals pairing, and that's because they brought two Republic because of which I guess was some sort of loophole of how the sub process worked. Yeah. It was, and, it was Chris trying to stop us. Yeah, uh, it was. Us. So, <laughs> us, us, yes. Hey, Hey, I helped. Impartial host. I, I'm a founding member. All right. No, I'm not a partial host. <laughs> Listen, but, but I, I am, I'm part of this Cinderella story. All right. Yeah. But it was very much like a, um, it was very much a, uh, like two Republic was like, we never accounted for that. And so yeah. it took Duncan a bit longer. Um, you know, I think, and I think that sort of goes to uh, sort of a bit of like what preparation is versus like, you know, actually doing at the event. Like when you don't prepare for something, you can absolutely freeze. Um, that's sort of like what one of the good parts of decision making in general is, you know, how do you prepare for decisions, but also like how do you do with something that's unexpected? So, you know, if I was to give Duncan like the greatest like strength of player besides, you know, being tall, which I think is a huge advantage. Is He's really handsome of, too. Yes, he, if anything, he's gotten more handsome, handsome and nerd. Oh, <laughs> uh, but but the point being is that like you know he more than I think anyone maybe like up to like Nathan is probably the only other person I can think of at least in the U.S. side because of the players I talk to who like do like so much deliberate prep. That's you know like scenario of like I know exactly what I'm doing in this yeah. specific thing. Um, you know, I think, you know, and this like the secret to being Duncan is just to sort of like do something he doesn't expect. You know, that's that's really is. You know, if you really think out yeah. of the box, that's how you can do it. Um and also conf- like honestly it's also confidence. Like Duncan like the players when you prep, you also get really confident at what you're doing. And that mm-hmm. just you exude that confidence. Like, you know, it's yeah, I mean, I think it's something like, like that profession because, you know, he's a nurse and, like, you know, you have to be confident what you're doing, especially in, like, ER stuff. You yeah. know, you, you make decisions and that kind of environment. But, like, an X-Wing, if you're confident, like, hey, this is the best move, I prepped, I studied for this, you're just executing the plan, then you're just going to go through, you know, much better versus a player who, one is, oh, it's Duncan, I'm not sure if I can really win this, and then what's my plan? And you sort of, you sort of go in expecting to lose, then you're more likely to lose. And Duncan is this weird combination of intimidating without him actually being intimidating. Yeah. yeah Duncan that makes sense. Horrible. Yeah. Yeah. No, because it's intimidating whole... and disarming. Yeah. Well, I mean, that happened the whole weekend, right? Is that there was, you know, playing players like, oh, I'm playing Duncan. Oh, I'm so glad, like, I got to play you. And then, like, you know, Duncan beats him. It's like, oh, it was an honor to, like, you know, lose to you, Duncan. Like, for the, like, sort of the most part, yeah. Like, like, stumped, stumped in here, right? But there's, like, there's people who are, who are like that. Like, they enjoyed the game. But they're like they go in expecting to lose against Duncan. 
Yeah. You know, and I've been a victim of that too. Like when I played against Venova, I was just like, oh, like, you know, ridiculous things happened and there was like, there were some interesting parts of it, but, you know, I wasn't in like the good headspace that I should have been versus, you know, what I, what I, what I was at Crate Cup where I was just, you know, went in expecting to win. This is what we did and executed the plan. Yeah. It's, it's so. tough because that, that's, a, I think, a thing for another time. But I, I have found personally that um, expectation can be the enemy of fun. Definitely a thing I've said before because um, I, I really struggled with that uh, when I started having some tournament success. And then I would go into tournaments yeah. expecting that again. Uh, and when I fell short, oh. it just day ruiner. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess there's like, there's difference, right? There's like, you know. Yeah. Like, if you expect to lose, you'll lose. If you expect to succeed, you might good. But also, like, how do you handle like, you know, the game afterwards, right? Like, oh, I didn't mm-hmm. win. Like, I had to win this game, you know. And I think it's sort of like it's it is a trick. You're right. It is a fine line. Yeah. Um, like you see, I see more of that, you know, uh, like because back way back in the day, I used to be play professional poker, and it's mm-hmm. really easy to be like, oh, hey, I played, I won money. And not you get this false sense of confidence, like oh well, I won money this time. I'll always win money, and, and not really analyzing your play with like, yeah. more randomness. And like in X Wings, the same thing. Like you could go to some tournaments and you know play not like play competently, right? Mm-hmm. But then the, your dice are just hot, or everything happens at the right time, and like maybe you win some tournaments, or you go over like you, know, you you consistently do well, and you might not be. And if you're not analyzing your play, then it's like oh well, when re, when you know variance sort of rolls the other way, yeah. or or just evens out then you know you're just getting upset you're getting angry and you're then you're not realizing oh wait i could make better decisions and improve mm-hmm. i think you know in some way that's sort of there i think there's some you know this is hopefully not too tangential but i think there is some of that you know anger that we get sort of in the action community comes from players who like to play like low variance lists because if it's low variance then you know they can you know, they can you know they don't it's one is like they always expect to win but the outcomes are fairly consistent yeah. um versus you know and then for when more variance is introduced you know with other mechanics then they get you know upset and it's instead of like adjusting their strategy it's mostly oh well i expect to win because i've shown this with like no variance and not taking new strategies into account and i think that's yeah. sort of, or just new play styles right like, or, or like stuff. when you have to embrace variance uh oh yeah and then i think that's the thing you do really well i've seen you i mean Listen, one of my best friend's sister is blind because of you. Because um, I think well, you one-hearted Fenrau yeah. onto a debris cloud or something. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. It was yeah. That was against um, that was when I was playing the Galaxies uh, qualifier or whatever, like Mustafar, like the first one years ago. And I played like I think top sixteen against uh, Mogensen. Yeah. and like it was pretty much my Fenrau against his Boba, and I was I was like I think it was like on one health or something or something there was something like where. You know, it was it was a big deal, and my only real I thought my only real move here, based on the time, was to go right over to Bree and be like, "Okay, I have to accept this because you know if it works, like it puts me in a great position, but I have to risk it because I'm behind, right? Yeah, um, I've done that in Nova, like you know before too. Like I'd put like Grand Quisner like one to one health, like I'm gonna go over the debris, you know, because this is like my best move, and you roll back. I mean, this was and the before time where only the crits mattered, but you know still like that was like the kind of yeah. in the game that's the kind of it, things you do is like embracing that variance it's one yeah. of the reasons why i like to compare x-wing to american football a lot because you know sometimes you have to kick an onside kick in the third quarter or go for it on fourth and one from your own 40 or whatever um you, you know you have to you know understand where where and when you're kind of the underdog 
um, you know, which brings us back to the heroic White Walker story. Um, yeah. But no, you, yeah. you have to understand when, like, the consistent line of play doesn't result in you winning. Yes. And, like, really, like, one is if you have a mastery of what the tactical state is, then you can understand when to embrace variance or not, which, you know, I work on it when I, when I know exactly what the game state is and what I need to do. Then it's, like, it's easier to make the right choice. Yeah. Um, you know, like, when I was playing... Like I've demanded I talked before, but when I was playing against Nova against Duncan, you know, he was doing like his resistance nuke stuff, and I had an option of either taking a range one blinded pilot shot like in from behind, from Ray, so she couldn't do anything, you know, and and lock and have Vader with one force lock and mm -hmm. evade, you know, and try to do four damage, or I could barrel roll and just do a single modded like one force, you know, shot if I had three force easy, you know, yeah, roll, but only had one force. And so, you know, I had to like think about, okay, I thought I had one turn left. Like this is like maybe one more turn. So my game standard standing is like, if I don't kill right here, like I don't have a winning like way to win this game, like based off of like where the game state is. Yeah. Right? Cause his Ray had a shot on killing on initiative killing. Was it your Iden? Yeah. So like if it didn't shoot Vader, it could shoot Iden, right? Yeah. So, so it was. And then what, if he got those three points in that case, you'd be essentially too far down to come back. Yeah. Actually, now that I even think about it, I think Duncan actually made the wrong choice at shooting Vader and should have shot Ida. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's why X-Wing's always interesting, right? Because you're thinking about one thing and you don't even know if your opponent's on that line of yeah. play like you are. Yeah, so just, you know, and with something that, like, I sort of figured out the math. I was, I think based on his decisions, I was about, like, 70% to to win that turn. Like, you know, to either have Vader outright kill Ray. Or, you know, or, you know, Vader do three damage and, you know, Ray not kill anybody. And I didn't, you know, do that last range one shot that I didn't have. You know, so yeah. there was a lot of, you know, I think if Ida wasn't an arc, you know, that also would have barreled Vader because then I got two shots in the side coming in. Like, but it was like, okay, yeah, if Ida's yeah. not an arc, I think that's easy to, to you arc dodge and you do take the automatic there. But yeah, because, but I really like want to push as much damage through, like, have a real chance of initiative killing. But the point is, is like, it's, it's interesting, like decision points to make. And, you know, I think understanding what your, what really, what your risk is, is really important. And it's really hard to estimate risk. It is really hard to act upon it because people can be overly risk adverse or they could be too risky. Like the, the people who want dad joust you all day, right? Those are people who are just like, I don't care what the risk is. I'm going to go, you know, four forward lock and roll dice and, yeah, there's some lists that work really well again, but most of the time that's not going to work. Yeah, I think I think trying to play steady was a big mistake I made uh, in uh, Crate Cup Four because uh, there were a lot of games I think I just need to get more out of the box of the U wings, and I couldn't. Yeah. Up until actually when I played Derek um, in the cut was when I had kind of figured that out. Um, yeah, hey, pra practice helps. Yeah, I mean, I was <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, sorry. Oh, uh, I was gonna say, it turns out. <laughs> Starting a new relationship right before Cray Cup also hurts your chances or hurts your performance. <laughs> we we have a storied history of carrying a corpse to victory, though. This year was Adam. Last time was me. <laughs> time before that, it was Jeremy. Yeah, well, I mean, it happens. You got to carry somebody, right? But mm -hmm. um, but like I said, Adam overall he did well. Like he got hit by like at least the two games I saw him losing against D. It was like it was just ridiculous, you know, variance. And just well, like what is going on in this game. Yeah, and having, I mean, this is X-Wing tournaments in general, right? But having the mentality to, to shrug those off, like, it is really nice um, in the team tournament. It's like, okay, you know, I am just falling on the grenade this round for the team. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> hi, Logan. Yeah. Um, but to be to be able to, you know, to have that. Uh, yeah. I mean, it sounds funny, right? Like, because I, I, I sort of, you know, I like to dramatize how we got there. Um, but like there is, you know, there's a little sacrifice you could argue involved. You know, at, there were definitely times, you know, it sounds like um, <laughs> Duncan took Adam's bad matchups and made him worse to help everyone else's. Um, you a know, little, create, a, a, a little bit, yeah, yeah. Crate Cup Four, um, with no bidding, none of us, no bidding in the card pool at the time. No one really had a great idea on how to handle, you know, if someone showed up with a move last list. So like, uh, I knew I was wanted to play Han, and I rounded out with those U wings to try and give us a better matchup there. Um, then you know, I maybe I, well, I mean, we won, so whatever. But maybe I would have done better had um. You know, had a better day had I rounded the list out just more traditionally. Uh, and actually, the story I I really go back to that like was light bulb moment for me. Um, three, the one we won was the the objective trial, and um, at breakfast. So I'd been playing the objective list, uh, and Nathan was playing the rebel list. Um, this was in the good old days when there were only three factions, and I could not make objectives work for me. Um, and we sat down at breakfast and we talked about it morning of, and we, we, Nathan and I switched lists. Um, and he went undefeated and I only lost to the guy doing animal riddles. Um, but yeah, it was just that moment of like, you know, for, for Nathan, it was taking him off of, um, tournament reps. And actually that's a fun thing to think about too, right? Like you guys were all like, yeah, I, I use Nova as my crate cup warm up. Um, in the first crate cup, uh, I don't think Duncan told us his list because he was um, going to roll it out at PAX or um, a system open or something. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't PAX. PAX wasn't there yet. It was so, it was uh, whatever the Northeast system open was at the time. Yeah. Um, so, right, to go around from, yeah, I'm not even telling my teammates my list. Uh, uh, all right, man, I'm a sweaty tournament player, but I'm going to play the weird alternate format because it's best for the team. Um yeah, there's you know, definitely I, like a, lot, a lot more growth there too. Like, yeah, I mean, we all grow as like people, right? There's, there, yeah. I think there's a lot of more of, I think there's a lot more of like list toxicity in 1.0 than there was in 2.0. Does that make yeah. sense? Like, like, like list building, like, oh, this is a big secret. And I think that's like one of the real, I think that's one of the really good parts about you know the new like AMG like 2.5 stuff is. Yeah. I mean, it's 2.2.0 doesn't matter as much either. But now it's like really like when bids don't matter, you know, like once you got to that, I was like. You know, I was like one of the big ace players. Like people, like you know, like Duncan and I were like, "Oh, we'll hate that they removed bids." I was like, I loved it because it, it yeah. really reduced. It really just changed, like you know, the list building, the stress. You know, be like, okay, do I need to cut this one point? Like, what's my right bid here? And you can just build, like you can just optimize your stuff out. Yeah. So. Yeah, I actually think 2.0 might have made bidding worse because by reducing the effectiveness of some of the upgrades. Um, like there were, there just weren't upgrades that were better than going last. Like uh, yeah. in 1.0, it was like, well, actually in a rebel list, maybe R3A2 is better than going last. Um, or, you know, Approximine yeah. or whatever. Um, or obviously auto thrusters, right? Like you would never, you'd never cut auto thrusters to, to move last. But then in 2.0, it's like, well, everything I want is on the chassis, uh, except maybe crack shot. So um, yeah. everything else goes to move last. Yeah. And that's, that's, yeah, it was actually, yeah, I guess definitely, it definitely felt like it was exacerbated in 2.0 a lot more. Um, you know, it felt like really bad. Like, I mean, you saw like, you know, my Boba Fenn was like, what, a 16 point bid? Yeah. You know, the squad, the squad, about the same as the squad of legend. 
we're, Worlds 2019 had multiple lists with double digit bids in the yeah. like in the top 16 or yeah. even the top eight, I think, because I think Duncan had a 20 point bid. And yeah, there was a Boba Fenn guy on like a 16 point bid or something, um, you know, which in 1.0 terms <laughs> would have been five and 10 point bids, which were like other than that one center list, totally unheard of. Yeah, well, I mean, it's like at like at Worlds twenty nineteen, just like the I lost, I I went was it four and three, right? But like besides the first game, which was like I played against Quad Phantoms, and I'd come off, I think I played the last chance qualifier the night before, so like we finished at eleven o'clock, and then my brain was just not yeah. there to deal with Quad Phantoms. Like my my two actual losses were, you know, were against people who outbid me, you know, yeah, and like and people that I, I had a three point bid, and you know people I bid higher than. Like I just crushed them. Like I knew exactly, like you know, what to do with Obi Wan. You know, like my arc got in the way. Like I could just execute flawlessly. And then when like when my whole list like just moves last, like it wasn't like part of like you know I played against you know I played games where you know, Obi Wan wasn't always moving last, but he's moving before at least something, right? But the two the two games I lost, I moved like last before the entire like opponent's list. Yeah. So you know, I think now having both the road rules, having the uh, the objectives really helps too, because you know it's you know it's just, I, it's just as you get used to it, it doesn't impact it as much. You know, it can yeah. force you make it can't force you make poor decisions. You know, but as long as you actually are correcting and being like, okay, it doesn't matter. Like you know, ignoring the the chance decision unless it's a higher means you need to make a risk risky decision of like, you know, I need I this is only, this is like only good move and it only works if I you know win or lose the role then that's what happens you know yeah. it's a fifty fifty and like everything else is the bad one but you know I think besides that it's you know you can sort of just like play the game and realize okay this is like if Vader is getting into an I six like well I'm not going to go to have Vader trying to go on the I six I'll just be cautious around the other I six and have Vader go after like you know I fives and below right like you know do have Vader do actual Vader things against you know ships where he's guaranteed to move last against. So, which objectives did you feel like were the best for your list at uh, Crate Cup then? Oh, so or or in general, if you if you wanted to win an invite, would you take that list again? I would. Okay. I, I would, um, at least in the you know current whatever meta, right? Like new stuff's coming down as we yeah. go through that. But right now, like the best one was crates, which because I have the Tie Fighters, I have the Iden advantage. Fairoff is so good at uh, like just doing all the objectives, um, yeah, and. You know, and just, you know, if I just have a TIE fighter, like getting my ISP or Wampa, just so I have a crate for two rounds and then they kill him. It's like, well, you know, he paid for his own points. Yeah. Know? And they, and, and they wasted shots, right? Like, yeah. And most of my TIE fighters took more than two rounds to kill because yeah. of my, I, I, I had Iden and their three agility, yeah, you know, ridiculous. You know, but um, I think my weakest scenario was would actually, and this is, this sort of sounds strange, would be chance engagement in general. Yeah, um, I, I heard Duncan talk about that too, and I was like, "What?" So that's that's kind of why I baited you into this conversation. Is I wanted someone to elaborate it for me. So the the big elaboration is mostly uh, like how you're doing with Vader because you get like with Vader is essentially you know in any other scenario like nine untouchable points mm-hmm. in chance engagement. You know you have a really good shot at getting four points off of Vader, and that makes okay. a big difference. Um, the other reason is is that you know you have your tie fires are really good. And fair off at objectives, and there isn't really an objective in chance engagement. So they still become yeah. like they're still solid jousters, but you mm-hmm. lose that sort of, you lose that versatility. Like you have you're doing one thing, and you can't say, okay, well, let me go, let me go really work for a kill, or hey, you know, 
this maybe this is not good. Let me go go do some objectives and you know because there are games where I just have like a tie fighter in the corner on one health, being like, okay, well he's going to do objectives because if he gets in the if he gets in the fight, then that's just you know bad news bears yeah. for that. Okay, but, so um, it so okay, so I, I I guess yeah. So one Vader suddenly can give up points, yes. um, and it's much harder for your other ships to score points. Okay, that that makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, Chris, did you have other questions about a uh, crate cup? Is it still the most prestigious X-wing tournament in the world? Uh, well, you weren't, it, well, it, you, you weren't there this year, so no. But in you know, yeah. but, and uh, the White Walkers know, won it, so I I don't think any tournament that the White Walkers don't win is important. That's my theory. True. No. True. I mean, I think it was definitely like the most fun, uh, like event I had. Like I said, I like Nova. Like when I said like Nova was prepped for this. It was mostly because I just didn't have time to play, and I was like, "Well, yeah. Nova's fun, but I'd rather like perform well, like in a team event, you know." And it's like, "Cool, I'm gonna like I literally, if I was playing actually something else in Nova, I would have played Republic. Like that's sort of what I would default to because I enjoy yeah. that faction, you know." But I was like, "Nope, I need to play the list that I'm playing at Crate Cup. It worked out really well. I learned like a lot of things. I solidified like." Like, my setup wasn't really sure. Like, I wasn't quite confident in exactly what I want to do in all these scenarios. And just getting through Nova, discussing it afterwards. Like, I literally played one game after Nova until we hit Crate Cup. But because you just do, like, you know, talk about it. Like, I knew I sort of figured out what my setup was. I figured out, you know, what you know, how I need to refocus some of the stuff on the tactical stuff. And it paid yeah. off. Yeah, I definitely I, – I was in earshot or part of a lot of setup conversations. And, again, obviously, you guys had the call after. Um any final thoughts, or uh, should we move on to the exciting toys we have now? Um, I would say no. It's it's you know it's always nice to win. It was it's it's so cool to win MVP. Like um, it's like you know I feel like the the bell at the ball about that. Yeah, that whole thing. yeah. Welcome to the bell yeah. club. Yeah, bell club. But um, you know it's it feels Chris, good. Chris still like, needs to. I don't think I don't think I don't even remember his first name. I think it's Jake McFalls. I know McFalls is the last name was the MVP at Cray Cup 1, and I don't think Chris gave him a belt. And Chris, if you're listening, get him a belt. Not you, Sheriff. Yeah. You can you can tell if I'm talking to you because I'll be speaking positively. And if I'm speaking <laughs> about, you know, sworn enemy uh, of the White Walkers, Chris yeah. Allen, it'll be negatively or in a reprimanding tone. Yeah, that's fair. But, um, no, I'd say, like, final thought, like, the big thing is, like, you know, we prepared, we executed, I felt... Like I had a really good mental game, which is always yeah. incredibly important. And so it, it's just, you know, when everything lines up and you do what you say you're going to do and, you know, you just succeed because you've prepared yourself to succeed, it feels really good. And it feels good to do it with a group of people. Like, you know, when you when any other tournament, like when, you know, you play, it's always fun to play against friends a bit. But, you know, there's essentially there's a winner and a loser, right? Yeah. And having And having like the group tournament like says, hey, we're as a team – or in this together. Like I literally expected, like I brought it from my list to be the one that people beat up and try to like, they spend too many resources trying to counter and I went undefeated. So like my expectation wasn't necessarily for me to go seven and oh, like that mental game, but I was like, Hey, our team is doing it. Right. Yeah. And that's, so yeah. And I, I think this is, this is like, it would be an amazing format to go like in the future. It would be, it would be definitely be hard to do beyond crate cup. Cause I think as you know, I think as they said on the Minarch podcast, like then you get like draft caps or people just doing like the super building your super teams of amazingness. Yeah, like Bun yeah. and Villain Scree. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. there's definitely like that, but it's just, you know, having I think 
I think it's definitely a viable format in the future. And I think Chris Allen like nailed it. Like said, so there's like those like the little scenario tweaks. I think there's a way to there might be a way to balance it. It might be the best thing. But like that's felt still so much better than the previous Craig Cup with like the teams of four and the yeah. weird like us beating up beating up on each other. I would be really curious. Um I'm not going to do it, but to interview everyone, like take all the games where you guys out objective your opponents, where you felt like you had really strong objective matchups uh, and yeah. just see how people felt. Um, you know, if that seemed like a well, negative play experience before I, uh, you know, stamp oh, it as all tournaments or team tournaments from now on. Oh, there was, there was like you're saying, could we, pre- like, I know final thoughts going up there, but like, because we prepared so much, we did make some negative choices. Um, like when we played against D's team, um, you know, uh, Duncan played against FO with his Republic and he got to choose the control point one, you know, scramble satellite transition because he like, he wins that automatically. And they yeah. gave the, and they had me and they gave me uh crate, uh, the, you know, salvage against, uh, JJ's like, you know, it's like, it was, it was Boba, Iman and Kanan. So like a three ship list. Yeah. Right. And so one is like, I could just Vader could just HLC, you know, the, the medium bases to death. Yeah. But also like, it's okay. I've got a ton of ships just to pick up crates and score points. And like, I dumpstered him like really yeah. hard. And, and when we did the rematches, um, scout nearly like they scout, they ended up, we ended up having the same pair, like pair ups, but scout and also nearly did gave a, uh, you know, control point for their mount, their matchup again. Like, you know, Duncan <laughs> even like Duncan gave him a look of like, dude, really, you want to do this? You know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it reminded me like you sure and like you know then they picked it out and then jj and i didn't like do salvage like so they did pick this we did like have the snares better and so like jj's in my game was like a lot closer the second time okay you know but um yeah that's i think like i said there's a lot of merit to it it's a lot of fun i'm looking forward to where it's coming down the pipeline but it's it's a fun game yeah so all right sheriff so did we get any of the new standard loadout stuff the last time we recorded, or is that so far long ago that oh, we've man. already forgotten it with our uh, internet ADD uh, brains? I can't even remember what we spoke about last time. Bruno probably complained about how X-Wing 2.5 is terrible and he hates it, but, you know, outside of that. I remember Bruno broke down the different forms of hockey. Yeah. <laughs> the most Canadian thing possible. Um yeah, I don't know. I think we'll just do current stuff if you want to talk. Yeah, about. we'll just we'll just jump over to Hotshot and Aces, and maybe oh. I can rant about why I'm mad at a uh, Rebel design as a whole in Second Edition. I mean, you're all... Well, we'll we'll see if I segue into it. So I I don't know. Are we are we gonna read cards or? Uh, I think we have to clear up some we have to clear up some Corn Horn rulings because I know we're a lot of people's only source of rules reference, despite our advice otherwise. I don't know why there's like rulings. Well, I guess we could probably read the card, right? Do you want to read it or do you want me to read it? Uh, I guess let's just do highlights starting with um, the one card that I know has a rules question and that I'm most angry exists because of the stupid Kenobi show that should never have happened, uh, which is Corrin Horn. Um, Wait, what? Oh, because because his mom's in it or something? Well, and he ostensibly is in it. There's a child named Corrin. There's a Force-sensitive child named Corrin. Yay! Um, the only reason why I'm not sure it's Cornhorn is because uh, the entire sequel trilogy isn't about him um, jumping in front of everything and saving the day uh, over and over and over again. If you've if you've read the books, uh, Cornhorn is the most no 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 yeah it's definitely you're wrong. But when Cornhorn yeah uh, when Cornhorn has to be written into a book just so they can mock Kevin J Anderson's trilogy yeah. 
Yeah. Same. What? Yeah. Was it? Well, who was like? Who was the main? Was it? It was a. Was it Kip? Kip Duron, right? Yeah. That guy. Oh, that wow. guy. It's the worst. And, and oh, the I didn't know this story. Share this story with me, old people. So, uh, have you read uh, *I Jedi*? I'm familiar with it. I don't think I read it. Well, the only reason *I Jedi* exists is because it is set at the same time as the *Jedi Academy* trilogy, okay. and they basically he wrote the book so that he could. Like, Corin goes under a pseudonym so that he can be in the other books without being in the other books. Just so they can mock how terrible the other books are. Yes, it's it's pretty good. Okay, all right, I'll give him that. Because yeah, Corin. Uh, spoilers for twenty-year-old books. When Corin gets shot down, uh, and captured, so that he can lead the liberation of all the pr- prisoners on the underground super star destroyer that was hidden there, and the rebellion didn't know about it, and then no, no one knew. As as part as part of his escape, he found his grandfather's lightsaber and realized he was a Jedi too. And it was like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Yeah. Like, because that was what that was like what the Lucianca or something the name of that. And then like that was like yeah. built secretly, secretly in Coruscant. Yeah. yeah. So, you know what? I mean, it's it's definitely hokey for me. I I still I like. I read it as a teenager. It's like it's like teenager fun stuff, right? You know. Yeah, I mean, I, I read it as my in my twenties, and like they weren't bad. It was just like I don't know. This is I'm gonna be a host and uh, just not say this discussion goes further than my comment. But like you know, there are people who felt like Ray was a Mary Sue, and I, to me, I was like, you have not seen Corn Horn, and then you guys must have been like, you have not oh. seen this other person whose name I already oh. forgot. Oh well, I mean, if you really want. If you want a worse example, read the uh, all the Wizards First rule books or the Sword. Oh of Truth my books. gosh, I did. I read the first one. I did. I read the first one. I read the entire series, and uh, it was. But like, that's even more, like a much even more egregious example of like you know, was it Gary Stu or something like that? What are all of them smut, or is it just the first one? Oh no, no, no! They get more, and it becomes. And this, this is not. Like you know, not like hey, but like it gets it gets more political. It gets there's like intense BDSM stuff. You know, it's like it gets even more. Yeah, I I, I could talk about it offline because I did read the entire series. I'll just we'll <laughs> just throw this out there. If you like Fifty Shades of Grey, uh, go read Wizards First Rule. Oh, you do. Know, if you like Fifty Shades of Grey and dragons and magic and lots yep. of violence. Yeah. If you if you watch Game of Thrones and uh, Fifty Shades of Grey and you're like, I wish there was something in between this. Um, and also, if you can't read uh, because you play X-Wing, uh, they made a TV show called Legend of the Seeker, and I don't know how far it got. Uh, well, it definitely wasn't rated R or X, so definitely didn't get that. Yeah, didn't get that into it. But um, yeah, I guess yeah. If you if you like, uh, I'd say if you liked uh, Game of Thrones. If you liked Fifty Shades of Grey and if you liked Atlas Shrugged, then Wizards First, like the Sword of Truth series. Oh man, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Back to Corn Horn. Um, yes. So there appear to be multiple versions of Corin. Uh, so I don't know if there's multiple Corn Horn pilot cards or if. Um, so uh, or if AMG at, timeline. Yeah, AMG at minimum has a problem with. Uh, what version of PDFs they've uploaded. Um, yeah. So at minimum, it seems like Corrin's ability is after you declare the defender of an attack, if you have a lock on them, a friendly ship may transfer their lock token from you to the defender. 
Um, so what that means is friendly ship locks Cornhorn. Cornhorn shoots at something. If Cornhorn has that has a lock on the thing he shoots, the friendly ship can move um, their lock to the defender. And I I don't see any reason why there would be a range restriction on that, which is the question that keeps coming up. I, yeah, I don't see any reason. Uh, like if you're, you're, you're not. Yeah, there's no acquiring there. You're just transferring the what? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, tra- yeah. If it's acquiring, you're right. If but if it's transfer, it's just the token and just goes there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, to yeah. to put a limitation, it would have to say like the friendly ship performs a target lock action or something like yeah. that. And like, or acquire, let's be honest, or even just acquires. Yeah. The only time you're going to do this is when your shitty initiative ship wants to fire its protons at the same target as Corrin. Well, so the one thing I was thinking, so there's there's two reasons for it, right? So like, if you're running like the Rebel Alpha list, um, I guess this meta is past and chaff exists. So uh, I really believed you should be bringing Biggs Darklighter, and probably I was running Biggs with um. So before I bought a house and got engaged and all that and like disappeared from playing X-Wing for a while, uh, my my list was uh, that I was jamming was Biggs, Wedge, Luke and Kraken. Um, so like in this case, one of the things you could do is you could uh, have Biggs target lock corn um, or so I think the thing people are missing is like if you're playing Wedge, Wedge target locks corn, um, assuming that like if you're going to go bully an I-4 ship, um so Wedge would target lock Corrin, Corrin would, you know, lock whatever, and then Wedge can roll up and get his focus without having to have the tax of a coordinate ship along or whatever. Um, you know, I know some people bring like an eight, uh, K2SO, so like Wedge could roll up with um, like target lock focus calculate if K2SO is around without having to. That would shoot before Corrin though. Right, that's the part I'm missing. Okay, so it'd have to be another I five like Luke or someone with a lower initiative. Or I mean, or, I guess or, if Wedge is swarm tacticsing, I yeah. I would bring swarm. T- I brought swarm tactics for Kraken mostly. Um, can you proton? But, can Thane have a proton? Uh, I think that's. I, I know Biggs can have a proton. So Biggs has your choice of um, proton torps or um, proton torps and action droid or proton torp. Or I'm sorry, or shield and R2D2. They uh, can have I, a fucking. I fuck with that. Yeah, they, they can have a proton torp, right? So like, Corin, <laughs> if Corin doesn't have force, he's probably five points and probably a better thing if he has loadout. And if he yeah. has force, um, you're probably replacing Wedge in a lot of lists because he's probably six points. Um, I mean, unless there's even more words that are hidden, but like, uh. Like, actually, so if if Corrin has Force, he really does open up Rebel list building because you have all these lists where, like, I feel like Wedge is in there kind of inappropriately other than maybe for his I-6. Um, when Wedge is just, like, Wedge obviously deals damage, but your opponent can score those points super easy. Like, I see all these lists where it's, like, Wedge, Luke, and Han, and it's, like, I don't know if I'm playing against that, like, Wedge is such an obvious, overwhelming target that, like, I'm going to kill Wedge, and then I'm going to play the objectives, probably, unless it's a chance. Yeah. Well, I mean, Wedge is, like, a bit like, you know, red line. You know, like, if you let Wedge live, like, if Wedge is still alive after a few rounds, like, you're losing this game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that's why, you know, I pivoted to Biggs, because I noticed that. And also, like, Luke, too. Um, <laughs> I was trying to draw their fire stuff, but then, like, when Luke dies oh. to, like, three hits, when two ships shoot Luke... Uh, with a three die attack and they get three hits, three hits, and Luke just dies. 
you're like, all right, I don't want to play with you anymore. And you throw Garvin in the trash and grow a mustache so, for the entire summer. Assuming that um, Corrin is five points and has enough for a proton, you could do Fane, Corrin, Dutch, and Luke. Yeah. And that gives you the three X-Wings all firing double-modded, even if Corrin doesn't have force. Yeah. Because Dutch just flies five straight or four straight, whatever, and mm-hmm. takes the target lock. Yeah. Yep. He's got one job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I think you're right. Like, I was, like, I think I was looking at Kraken, Biggs, and Corn uh, as, like, some, might be just a cool build to mm-hmm. start off, because... Because Kraken can just enable Corrin to get a lock. Like, he can... Kraken simply Corrin to get a lock at I-6, at I-Infinity. And then, then he passes along to anyone else at, you know, I-Infinity. Yeah. yeah. You know, and... That's a, I mean, that seems like, you know, if, if his Biggs is five, you know, you know, and then what, Kraken's what, three? Mm-hmm. Right? And then, so, Corrin is... If Corrin's five, that gives you seven points. Um, and then I was... Oh, I was actually sorry to building out with... What do I do with seven points like Ezra and if Tycho's four? Like that sounds that sounds pretty fun. Like yeah. you know, like a good five point ship because, like you know, I mean, I guess I don't know if you, we can talk about Tycho next. But I yeah, think let's Tycho, segue to Tycho. Yeah, because Tycho's ability is essentially as long as two or less stress tokens, he can perform an action. Yeah, that's what we can safely infer while reading it. Uh, yeah, and that just sounds. I mean, that just even though it's not infinite like stress Tycho, like it was one like, yeah. That sounds good to be like, you know, he can stress himself, he can do like a 4K, he can grab yeah. an objective. Like, you can he can just do so much. I mean, that just that ability. I mean, he can 4K objective and boost still. Yeah. He, he just gives him like so much crazy flexibility, even without a loadout. And then, you know, you know, we could get some really fun loadout stuff. Yeah. The other real fun one with um, just on the words before you even start to look at loadout too much is Volandas. Uh, yeah, which... I, I'm glad you brought this one up. I really like this. Uh, this yeah. word. Right. What's so? What's what's his stuff? Where he does so. Volandas, they. Uh, I don't know their gender. Um, after you fully execute a red maneuver, you may choose an enemy ship at range one. That ship gains one strain oh. token, and you may remove one stress token. Oh, the uh, the um, the modified organics. The uh, tripod, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. The, yeah. That's the bit I, I care about. The modified organics seems really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it seems cool. I mean, I have like two tri fighters sitting like in their packaging, and I'd love to like actually. Play. Yeah, it would so. give Separatists a pocket ace, which would be dope. I really like the non fire spray stuff in Separatists. They have a lot of cool mid range stuff that uh, I before think. Before you, is... before oh, go you go there, Zach, I just wanted to jump in. So the uh, Kelrodo AI holdout. They're apparently people from a fourth as well, not droids, and they're in vultures times three. I don't understand that at all because AI is right in the name. So it's the name of a planet. I looked this up. It's the name of a planet. It's it's not AI. It's I. Or some, it's you know. It's pronounced as a word, not as a AI. I don't know. But yeah, they're apparently people. So the modified for organics from Owen probably rolls into them as well. Is oh what you assume. It is. What the fuck. Yeah. So God, some Star Wars is stupid sometimes. Some vulture people. And its first reference was in a book called Oh Never Mind. It's from the author of the New York Times best selling Jedi Academy trilogy. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> 
Kevin J. Anderson. Yep. The yes. book is called Darksaber. Oh yeah, Jeez, yeah, I remember Darksaber. God, that, that was so that was so questionable. Oh yeah, and the Darksaber was a reconstruction of the original Death Star. Man, I don't know why we ever went away from the extended universe. Why like, wouldn't you just always just make a new Death Star? Yeah, I mean, new Death Stars, Palpatine coming back. I There's such good plot lines, and I can't believe Disney ruined Star Wars by not using them. Yeah, well, yes. like, just using Death Star lasers on Star Destroyers and bringing Palpatine back. It's the same. I'm, I'm really upset right now, so Chris, I'm going to let you do our next segue. <laughs> I'm so mad. <laughs> Um, okay, let's pick someone else that seems interesting. Um, I this is just because I'm a bit of a loser, but I also like um, her father's daughter, Zay Versio, in the resistance at T70. Oh, I had one quick thought on Corin, by the way. So, Corin actually does that in the books, everyone target locks him for some reason, yeah. um, and then. They they have to target lock him for some reason to shoot a stored uh, a star destroyer or some shit. Um, because Michael Stockdale needed some Deus Ex Machina to get his yeah. Story it was moving. it was it yeah. was interesting in the book. I just don't recall the specifically right. Like it wasn't the most offensive thing I had ever read at that point. Um, but yeah, so it's on theme. So go on on Zay Versio. Uh, just the fact that it's her father's daughter, and then it's like Adam Versio and Delmico's um, daughter. Yeah, know. and I mean it, it is kind of neat though, right? Because um, isn't Del uh, reroll guy or is Del new yeah. robot? I always get him. Uh, Del is the reroll guy. He okay. lets you reroll yeah. defense dice. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, so Del Del will forever be the less good sniper rifle to me because I play Legion. Oh, hello, oh, well. princess. You're so good. You're... Yeah, uh, I mean. I mean, Zay just looks like not amazing, not bad, but it's also another T seventy. I'm like, oh, I've got no, oh, yeah. no options. For us. Zay Zay is a theme win, and if Zay yeah. is four points, Zay is my favorite ship ever. But I don't know if right. Like, I think people forget sometimes because the people that listen to X Wing podcasts were the like sweaty tryhards predominantly, or the really bored people with long drives, um, or both. But like, yeah, Zay Zay is definitely um, a theme win. Although, you know, Resistance has some cool front-loaded damage stuff, and, like, if you leave Zay to the end game, uh, that's a lot of hit points with re-rolls, so, you know. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, like, I'm not, I like, I love theme wins, too. I'm like, yeah. I'm, like, more hyped that Corrin and Taika are back not because it's like, oh, I remember those ships. I had a lot of fun with those. Like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's definitely a thing that's been getting me in Legion lately, is whenever I have, like, a theme win, I just get so happy. I, uh... My last Legion tournament short battle report. Um, see, we bought an X-Wing player on to make it look like we weren't a Legion podcast, everyone. Uh, but sure. I was I was playing a list with Vader, and my opponent had Palpatine, and my Vader attacked Palpatine, and Vader hit me with a now you or Palp hit me with a now you will die, uh, killing Vader, and then like Palp was at one though, so a stiff breeze took a Palp out next turn. But I was like, oh man, that was exactly like the movies, but also with speeder bikes. And it made me really happy. Uh, well, it's okay, Zach. I have um, ideas for Legion podcasts when Bruno doesn't come through with uh, doing Legion stuff. Yeah, sweet. So, uh, other cards um, that jump out. Juno's cool. 
Juno's. Juno I'll be interested to see if, if Juno ends up being good because that's like a good ability and it's useful. Um, and I definitely like that. It sure seems like you can scenario off of, uh, you can scenario boost, um, which is dope, right? Like Juno definitely gives an upper, like Juno feels like a rebel ship and that it's like an upper mid range ship an empire that has a lot of top end stuff and a lot of bottom end stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think, I think, I think Juno really depends on what just enables because I think the X one is such a bad chassis for yeah. doing anything that's ever target locking. Yeah, you and can it's... target lock and boost now. Yeah, no, I'm saying like she's like to objective and boost. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, her blues aren't horrible. Um, so like, that's uh, not the red linked boost isn't the worst thing. I mean, she's not called Darth Vader, so it's an X one. It's always going to be a hard sell, but I think. I would probably take Juno over Marek if I wanted an I five. You know, if I, I, I wanted, I if I wanted to make sure, a bad, yeah. if I wanted to make a bad X one list, I would take <laughs> Juno over Marek. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I if would, I've already, if I've already got Vader and I want a friend for Vader, like I, Juno might be the best. I, we'll see how many points she oh. is, right? Like, oh, no, the friends for Vader are was it like our Mithril and Dark Curse or whatever the two? Oh like, yeah, like. Like Proof, you know, yeah. we're talking, I mean, if we're, if we're going to Battle of Yavin stuff, like the Empire feels like it won Battle of Yavin handedly with just like yeah. those two right. Tie Fighters. This is my rant. All the Rebel stuff is really bland in there. Um, like I'm so mad that they had a chance to go back at Wedge, and they were like, "Well, what if it was a shittier version of his ability?" I mean, oh, what, what did it? you want the Battle of Yavin Wedge to be? After taking I... one shield, remove this ship and don't give up any points? He took hull damage, sir. He took a crit. <laughs> but yeah, like, listen, Wedge is the reason why we on screen didn't know that there were TIE Interceptors present. All right? <laughs> they were in the, they were the fleet nearby. Yeah, and Wedge shot them all down. That's what Wedge did when he bailed out. He's like, that's a ship I've never seen before. Better put an end to that. No, but... Yeah, um. I'm... I mean, some of the rebel stuff does look interesting, you know, but it's like interesting and depends, like, or depends on points. Well, like yeah. the imperial stuff, you're just like, oh, Iden looks really good. Oh, all these tie fighters look really good. Like, yeah. I think you're just like. So I can tangent on this for you, view. Like, but I, I think the rebel stuff from uh, Battle of Yavin has to be a theme win. Yeah. Whereas if no one gives a shit other than Vader, uh, Backstabber, and Mawa. That like that's your theme win for, for you know what I mean. You need to fill yeah. a pack up, and there's that many known pilots. But yeah, I think yeah, the hand. I suppose the Y wings are a little more interesting. I don't know if they'll get yeah. me to play Y wings. Um, y wings right now are just sort of in a spot that doesn't make sense. That doesn't benefit in the meta. I actually think like Y wings are like good in a vacuum, but it sure seems like the way we're playing is you either want your ships to be like a list anchor. A la like Luke and Vader. I don't um, think they were designed to be an atmospheric fighter, so we probably should be better in a vacuum. <laughs> but is Star Wars space Star a vacuum? Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm let's ha let's have a science discussion. I'm ready for this. <laughs> no, but um I just don't know if like if being an efficient four point ship, like an efficient fighting four point ship gets you much um in X-Wing right now, and it's just sort of the way the game shakes out, right? Like, you either have these top-line elite ships, you have support ships, and you have efficiency ships, like, spammable efficiency ships. Um, 
And you sort of want to be in one of those three categories, and Y-Wings aren't, except the Resistance ones, which are also mobile. Like, that's the other thing, is if you are in that mid-range, like, that four... If you're in that four to six point range and you're not like an anchor, like your opponent has to think about you like Luke or Grievous, um, you want to be and you're not a support ship. You want to be a fast ship. So like Y-Wings just sort of fail to check those boxes. Um, And there might be a meta or a world where that changes. But like, I don't know, like it's not uh, I'm interested in them. I just don't know if they're good the way we're playing the game right now. Well, I think it depends because I think four point ships anchor anchor well. If there's like if there's like a six point anchor, I think that's like the break even. So like I think rebels because of like Lucas six and wedges six are yeah. more likely to have like because you know we, we I mean we did the uh, like when we were messing with Alpha Strike, we had two six point ships and two four point mm-hmm. ships. You know with Fen and Horton, and uh, you know and that worked out like really well. You know for until you know Chaff became a thing and then yeah. Alpha died, but you know. I think rebels can really do that. Um, I think resistance maybe just because Poe is seven. Like mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm like I'm not even sure where seven fits. But well, you can do seven four three 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 to do some math problems, right? Seven becomes a really hard sell. I think that's why resistance are in a weird place every time I try and list build with them. I I like resistance. Um, and you know what? we're gonna we're gonna segue um, over to one of the. <laughs> unspoiled things that I'm most interested in. Uh, so I have been, um, for all of second edition, a Lando hater uh, because yeah. he's either cost as much as um, Han or Leia uh, and just, I don't know I, I think the Falcon's advantage um, when you, even with nine when you lock him into blues, like you really, you know the Falcon has still has a good dial, it can go anywhere, it fires in a different way it can boost but when you're like, all right, I'm going to do a two bank and uh, maybe boost, like you just lock in your permutations uh, of where you can be and really reduce the Falcon's effectiveness. Um, but, you know, we, we've been kicking around different stuff that like starts with Poe. Like since we talked about, you know, because um, we obviously being White Walkers, uh, we bounce around a lot. Um but like what Duncan took to Nova was the Poe, Ray, and Kova list, and we've sort of bounced around different ideas. And like I don't know, I don't even know what Lando does, but at I five Falcon, um, I'm already interested in taking him with Poe, and I assume he's going to be since he, I don't see Force on there, and I don't think Lando's Force sensitive, right? So he's gonna be less than eight, probably. Very very bold guess here, Uh and resistance has a lot of good stuff in that three and four point range, um, where where I think you just sort of open up. I mean, you know, maybe his ability is total dog shit, and it's uh, treat all your maneuvers as red. Um, Lando can never be good. Sorry, Zach, even though you weren't that invested in it, that'd be a really weird card box to put. Um, but yeah, just just at I five, like I'm pretty excited to see Lando, and I'm a little st- sad that he's not a standard loadout card with wedge gunner. And maybe this just opens up Wedge Gunner as an upgrade card for everyone. A, just generic, a just a generic Wedge Gunner up, get, upgrade card. Yeah, and it's just when attacking, you gain Wedge's ability because how dare we ever think about anything else? For, uh, be, uh, be when attacking. Remember the good times, and that's it. Wank. Because like Resistance has the two best pilots in the galaxy, so like I'm always interested in what I can do with Kaz and Poe. 
Speaking um, on re resistance, does anybody want to take my bet for any amount of money that Tekka Jamoracy involves taking a jam? Let me see. Look at that. Um, Tacker Jamoracy? Take, jam, take, take a jam or see what happens. <laughs> Holy cow. What the fuck? <laughs> that's gotta be what that's gotta be a bummer uh, design. Does anybody anybody want to oh, yeah. take that oh, bet? Yeah. You know what? Now that I, you say it, I look at it like, oh I get it. That would be actually would I don't want to take that because that would just be amazing. <laughs> like I want that to be true now. Oh my god. But Taka Jamorisi actually exists in an audiobook. Taka Jamorisi, pilot extraordinaire. Their courage and speed no bounds. They have aced every pilot in this room and are wanted in about 18 galaxies. They need no introductions. The other pilots don't even talk to Taka. That's how serious this is. Text of Taka Jamorsi's business card. They that have a business cool. card. They are a non-binary Alderanian human. Uh, so shout out representation. Mm -hmm. And that that is the business card that they hand people. That's fucking incredible. And we all need a good resistant transport pilot. So here it is. It's got to be. It's got to save the chassis. I mean... Uh, I mean, I think this sort of like highlights just how much how much how toxic or old school like C three PO is because C three PO does speak binary. Oh, <sighs> yeah, that was a bad. That's <laughs> fucking strong. So, so moving on to everyone. Yeah, moving on to saving chassis. Um, flight leader Herbal in a Thai RB heavy, uh, and I'm gonna just throw out there that like pose at the top of a resistance one. Uh, Corrin's at the top of Rebels. The I-5 Volandas is at the top of the um, Separatists. So mm -hmm. Flight Leader Ubal is at the top of the Imperials. So, you know, must be good. They, they wouldn't put a shit card at the top, surely. That's true. And that's... Uh, and, you know, yeah. I was just saying, I think Empire needs ice, more I-6s. Not called Vader. Yeah, not called Vader. They do. They you know they need more I sixes. They need more top end aces. Um, I, well, it's a above Juno. So if that tracks where you go through and like look at how it's broken down, like probably at least a five. Oh, hold up. Do we have any info on Kit Fisto? Yeah, he's Kit he, Fisto. He's, yeah, yeah. Or Kit Fisto is below Sicko. Uh, it's Sicko. Gala, oh, Sicko, Kit Fisto. Ruined. Combo, combo Ruined. Later. Okay, so Flight Leader Ubal is garbage then. Don't even bother. Yeah, Mark safe from I-6 Craigs. I guess I can imagine a world where an I-6 tie RB is like actually good. I mean, I'm really glad I bought two of them because, you know, I needed paperweights. I don't know. I don't know if I yeah. have one or not. That's the one I ship I haven't bought. I don't have the, yeah, I don't have the RB. I don't have the uh, Cad Bane ship. And I don't yeah. have um oh what was it uh, the sh the Z shuttle the whatever like the other FO shuttle yeah. yeah yeah um back to random gambling that I'm willing to encourage does anybody want to um, bet against me guessing what Slammer's ability does Slammers oh was, yeah sorry. yeah no I, I'm not gonna I feel like that's a safe bet to avoid unless you're, unless you're betting me that, it, that he's not slamming no no I will take the slam action I'll give you the rest of them. Okay. So you're Sla taking Slammer's slam, and you're welcoming this to the jam. Got it. No, it's I miss the Slammer's ability is that he still has his pogs. Um, they are a little pog champ. 
Yeah, Park Show. Oh. I, I guess Pogs is a '90s kids thing. No, yeah. I remember. I was there. I just I wanted to update it for the Zoomers. Um, Slammer's ability is he has barrage rockets. I hope so. Uh, Gavin Sykes is a just a different Rick Ollie. Yeah, I'm incredibly fun. excited for more Hondo. Um, it's absolutely so, important that you role play Hondo at all times when you play him. Yeah, Hondo uh, sounds really fun at the very least. I'm sad that Hondo and Afra aren't swapped in ships. I think I would prefer Doctor Afra to be in a fire spray. If I'm not going to get the Archangel or whatever it's called, I'd rather yeah. she be in a fire spray and Hondo be in the YV-666. But, you know, I've, whatever. I'll just be quietly sad in the corner and no one will care. <laughs> I care. I I think Hondo actually does fi- fly a fire spray for a split second. Um, So it's big whatever energy. Like, if we want Hondo in... Because Hondo had flown something else, too, at some point. Yeah, he was in a sea rock, wasn't he? Maybe. Maybe. I want to see him fly the Resistance Falcon. <laughs> yes. Oh, that would be silly. Um, just, his, his pilot ability is that he hires randos to fly, and you know, if you're oh. putting your dial, he flips the dial. Have you seen uh, the one we haven't spoken about, which will make um, Chris Allen happy? No. Uh, which one? Keel in Rebels. Keel's the squadron's pilot. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I, 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 heard, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah I, heard, I heard someone mention that there's a squadron pilot. Like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I wonder if their ability is just that you can never deal damage to them because they're who teaches you how to boost, right? Yeah. Yep. I'm... Um, and and I was like ultimately like that's what's made me really happy about this hotshot aces pack is like it's just it's so much like just fan service and I'm like yeah. I just love it and like the theme is on point mm-hmm. and like that just makes the game a lot more fun. Yeah, I I mean this has sort of been we felt that way for a while, right? Because it's like I mean sure you know there's the very iconic Wookie gunship that appears in Rebels that hasn't reappeared, um. <laughs> And I, I obviously the the tie bomber and shuttle being out right now is a bit of a miss, but um, you know all all of these uh, like everything that's in right now is definitely something we know, something we recognize as iconic, and it's just going to keep more iconic ships around in the game. Yeah, I, I'm not sad about any of the apart from Ubal because obviously we've established that flight leader Ubal is going to be terrible. So um, get fucking wrecked, me. Uh, other than that one, I'm not sad about any of the pilots in here. I'm very sad about one exclusion. There is a very oh, small sweet princess who is still not allowed in the box with her sisters, and she is just a baby, and she's not even very big, so she wouldn't take up a lot of space. But she just wants to be allowed to play again, like. When I when I adopted Whisper and named her that, I knew it was an obscure extended ship. And then FFG in their wisdom saw what a perfect little princess she was and named an entire ship after her. So like there's an entire chassis named after her. And you know, Fenrau, he's all over the game and everything, and I just want it doesn't have to have anything to plumber if you're listening, because I know <laughs> you're one of our eight or nine listeners. Doesn't have to have anything to do with the original K-Wing pilot or the Rebels or anything at all. Could make a First Order gunner named Miranda and her ability could be when you take a focus, you can take a damage to take another focus. Seems like her First Order ability, right? Just 
pull something out of your ass. I don't give a shit. I just want to talk about my cats. All right, that's all. I mean, you can always you can always switch it to where you know Miranda's named after Lin Manuel Miranda, and you just love Hamilton. Yeah, but she is a very small baby, and they were a bonded pair, so their names needed to go together. Gotcha. We almost named uh, Fenral Lorik, which in hindsight would have been um, more on point for him. So we thought he was fearless because he ran right up to Whisper, but he's actually chicken shit and afraid of everything. But he's really friendly to other cats. So even though Whisper was like, I'm here to kill you, he was like, bigger cat, hooray! Uh, but yeah, so like, you know, Wookiee's like hanging around things. They're they're common bodyguards and friends. and But I don't have to make vets spell Lorik, so that's that's a win in my book. Uh, it's interesting that Dirge is in, um, in Scum and Sis, because, uh, his only appearance is in that one, uh, cartoon. Uh, the the Tartoski, yeah. which was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Dirge is, like, crazy, and I keep reading his name in Travis Willingham's voice, um, because it rhymes with Gurge. Um. Vote for one. Uh-huh. Yeah. Joe, you got it, too. You're here. The uh, the Venn diagram of that, that is uh, you know what small. if I if we talk enough shit about Minoc, Farmer will be forced to listen to this for the rebuttal, and then we'll have two people who get it. <laughs> if you got that joke, message feedback, email feedback at back to dials, and let us know. Anyways, uh, it's it's kind of interesting that that ship shows up, um, that pilot shows up in Scum and Sis, uh, like I don't know, they had no obligation to do that. Um, but I guess that's just sort of the problem of scum anyway. Scum is just sort of everyone who doesn't really have a great home. And I don't yeah, know enough I, about the rogue class. Like, maybe they should have just made it Major Dick Bong since it's based on the P-38. But, yeah. That'd, that'd be pretty fun. Oh. America's greatest ace. Wisconsin native. Of course, a Wisconsin native would be named Dick Bong. Yep. There's actually um there's a, a Dick Bong park in Milwaukee. I'm not kidding. <laughs> That sounds oh, like one well. of those drunk. That sounds like one of those drunken games you play in college. Yeah, I mean it's it's you know it, his name was Richard, but then he lived in the forties, so he went by Dick. It's like Calvin Ball. Yeah, I like that on the back of the box. It still says X Wing takes thirty to forty five minutes to play. We're getting there again. Um, any other thoughts? Oh, there's a Tie Fighter you can almost read, but no one has cared to. <laughs> Does it cost two points? I don't know, maybe. Looks like it has a bullseye ability, and that's about all I can tell. And it's got the focus action, so it's not a uh it's not a droid. Yeah, and then maybe Corn so, I don't know. Well, someone it, someone super yeah, enhanced Corn at some point. Erica Quell then, isn't it? Let's see maybe uh, woman from me. It's definitely not second sister. Oh she got she she's not in the spread we have, but second sister's cool. Yeah, um, I think that's further down if you're in the dice eight. Yeah, I'm um, in the dice eight Discord. There yeah. we go. Second sister's pretty cool, though. Oh, oh wait, never mind. I got really excited. The lineup on uh, Jal Gerard looked like it was Lando's action bar for a second. I thought Lando had barrel roll target lock. Jeez, that'd be insane. Um, uh, so one thing that was pointed out to me uh, that I completely missed was you can see on Aurora Ar- Ar- Singh. Yeah, that she has a uh, force in her ability. Mm-hmm. I completely missed like looking at that, but someone's like, "Yeah, don't... so 
she probably i mean unless it's if you are shooting at somebody who has force just kill them well i, I thought aura singh it. was like a jedi hunter right yeah so yeah so i don't know maybe it affects like if you're attacking someone with the force they can't spend it to modify or some shit yeah if you're uh if a defender spends force they just die or they take us yeah uh, fuck if i yeah. know no, no, fuck, fuck Republic, fuck all Jedi's. If you I mean, spend I'm the in, force right? for its default fuck. effect, you just die. I'm, I'm discovering that I have always been a Separatist player. Roger, Roger, Shadow Collective, all the way, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're listening to this, by the way, and you're like, oh, they keep talking about Legion, I'm gonna buy into Legion. Shadow Collective isn't scum. You can't play Boba Feed in it. You're welcome. They play Bosk and uh, Cad Bane, though. Yeah, there's just. I don't know if you're on the Legion Facebook group. There's a large influx of people who are like, new to the game, check out my first purchase, and it's Shadow Collective stuff, and there's Boba Fett in there, and it's like, oh no. Big sound. Uh, I I don't think they could... I think that... I mean, the cat might be too far out of the bag for um, Battle Forces and X-Wing. I just... I think I having... Mean, they, they already announced that, didn't they? They said they're going to do single-player starter packs. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, Battle Forces were originally print and play, and then they were pressed into being uh, single-player starter packs. Because um, Battle Forces in Legion have additional list-building restrictions, and then yeah. um, you get some sort of benefits, be it Legion, you have command cards, which are special abilities, or you can break the um, Force Organization chart, so, like... I can, can have four units there. of Mandalorian Super Commandos. Thank I can you. have four speeder bikes, where normally you'd only be able to have three of those things in other lists. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know how you would do that in X-Wing. The only thing anyone's ever talked about would be like a, a list-wide ability. Um, although, they, I, actually, they're doing it a little, I suppose, with um, some of the standard loadout cards are pretty close. Uh not wow, I'm old. I just went to go to Yahoo instead of Yasby. Because like, like, like all like, like the attack possession stuff or like all the uh, like hope uh hope. Mm-hmm. Okay, so hope is just um hope is just hopeful, but some of the Imperial stuff all keys off of well, especially the clone stuff plays off to, off of it. The born that's what I was thinking. The yeah, clone stuff is this. an example. Born for this, yeah. Um it essentially lets you uh like right you want to play the clones that are are in that um yeah, I'm some of them key off born for this or am i misremembering that am i am i on drugs am i just not remembering anything maybe but i don't think yeah. that's a problem i have had yeah all right maybe i'm just on drugs oh. open image and new and i'm kind of Okay, born for this. Well, another friendly ship at range zero to do defense. If you are not strained, you may spend your focus and evade tokens as if that ship has them. If you do, gain one strain token. Oh, yeah. All right, yeah, nothing in there for uh, born for this, so I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. That's what born for this is. Right, but I mean, there's nothing that keys off of having more of them. Oh, Axe. There it is. Yeah, Axe keys off having other... So it'd be something like... Having more ships like Axe would kind of be like having a battle force. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Having having more V-19s pre- feels pretty bad. Not going to lie. And I already have six of them, so I should know. Yeah. Well, they're just card packs. Like, God bless AMG for separating cards in a lot of cases, because, yeah, a lot of us have a lot of plastic, and it's, I don't know, it's basically guaranteed that people are going to go buy that stuff, I think. I hope so. 
Oh, I've, I, we are well over our our normal goal, Zach. So are we just fucking head off while sure. Bruno's not here, or do you want to? You're um, the host. So. Oh yeah, I am the host. Uh, yeah, we're on the question mark, question mark, question mark part of the notes. Um, <laughs> I my enemies, real and imagined, are uh, the builders of this house who used sink pipes. Um, oh, I have an important PSA. Yeah, so. Uh, one, if you ever have a clog, uh, router services are not plumbers. They only uh, work on clogs. And candidly, I think, in hindsight, they're sort of a waste of money because anything you can't do with a plunger and a drain snake, uh, you might as well call a real plumber who are licensed and bonded. Uh, <laughs> so you don't end up like I did where you can't use your tub because it's plugged. So you call a router service thinking that it's just another word for plumber or some shit uh have them break something because the previous owner of your house used kitchen pipes uh shitty little kitchen pipes for your bathroom um so yeah th those are my enemies real and imagined i i had to go like two weeks without being able to shower in my house i was uh visiting my mom's every other day to shower that sucked ah well you know yeah any enemies uh, real and imagined for you, Chris? I know you let the Americans do most of the talking, um, um, but you know we do love and appreciate you. I mean, you occasionally you keep sending me like random messages, and I think are spoilers for Critical Role and stuff. Even though so, they're yeah. not. Yeah, you're currently my enemy. All right, well, that's fair. We'll we'll get over it. I like that I send you things about being British, and then later on I see someone else tag you about them in a public forum. So I guess yeah. I should start doing that so that they double dip. But oh, I don't. I I do actually have an enemy that is real, not imagined. Okay. Um, but it would be myself. I was like fucking. I actually played some. I mean, it's not hard because it's been that long since we last recorded. But um, I played like X Wing, and I'm just fucking shit at the game now. Like, oh my gosh! Yeah. Actually, really, really bad. Like, oh, I'm just gonna derp a flurp over here, and like, no, why would I want to use that maneuver? I've only paid twelve points for it, you know. <laughs> Fuck actually trying to trigger it. I'm just going to joust you. I self-bumped a lot my first game playing Separatist back, or I had to do, like, really dumbass moves to not self-bump again. I... I I double-dipped on... Um, so it, I'm only fucking around, so it's not like a real, you know, tournament list, but I, I wanted to make a punchy Vader. Okay. So I, I went a punchy X1 Vader so that I could have a second ship that was also a defender. Um, okay. So it was outmaneuver, fire control system, and uh, advanced optics. So it just like is basically turning a blank to a, a hit anyway. You know, it's all all yeah. good. Um, and outmaneuvering people with that just is fucking funny. And then Riad with just outmaneuver, and then okay. the the three two point tie fighters, Jingoist, Jingoist, Wampa. Yeah, I had in my head thought that would be actually i thought that would probably be the imperialist but yeah i'm so far down on playtime and practice who knows i've been re really enjoying it when i don't just tell my opponent yeah you should probably make sure you get to fire all of those protons at riad <laughs> or vader not the tie fighters and then i just park riad in front of everyone after doing a one bank or something shitty like that yeah you know it'd be all right oh <laughs> important did you listen to the song ben wrote for us um 
I listened to it on my phone while taking a shit, so um, I can put it at the start or end of this episode, depending on what you think is appropriate. And how do you feel? I felt like it was a better outro song, but if you I, wanted to be I the fe- intro I felt I, I felt outro myself, but we don't yeah. have an intro, so... All right, what's our outro? We have an outro? Oh, we, we do have an intro music, don't we? We have that, like, the electro He-Man... Um, uh, 80s cartoon music was the intro. And have you listened to our podcast? Do we have an intro music? We definitely do. I've, I'll have to send it to you. Huh. Uh, it, it's like hardcore. I, I think Ben's like uh, headphones run out of battery or something. No. <laughs> ben, are you there? Or are we talking over you? We lost Ben. Okay. I wasn't oh. sure. I saw him. I saw him go green at least once. Yeah. And uh, I was like, maybe we're just talking over him because I at least. Have completely forgotten to talk how to talk to people on the phone. Oh my god, I'm so bad at it when I talk to vendors yeah. now. Yeah, uh, let me... So, what I thought about for Legion stuff, just so we can you know drag this out a little bit longer, is we could ask Alan because I know he's been nagging me to do. He, we used to want to come on Lack of Focus as um, X Wing Talk, but I'm sure he'd rather talk about Legion with us. Yeah, so we could record some Legion content. Oh, so yeah. you know, next time, next I, time Bruno can't make it, we'll be we'll do a Legion episode. Oh, it's green. It was green. I saw it. It happened. Yeah, we saw green. Yeah. Ben, come back. Oh, we'll just all go. It's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Have you got anything else you want to do? No, um, Ben, if you can hear us, it was awesome having you. Um, I love you. I'm welcome to being our first guest. Uh, so yeah. I guess you'll just have to listen to this at the end unless uh, you see uh, either of my messages in the next minute here. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's all uh, That's all I got. I yeah. hope everyone <laughs> enjoys the podcast. I, I'm enjoying this. Yeah. I'm just so sad it seems to take us forever to get episodes there. You know, like, life's been real, so. Yeah. What, oh, Ben? Some, definitely some mumbling in there. Yeah. Sounds like he's drinking water. This is amazing. You know what? Let's go another hour and interpret Ben's sounds. I, I think he's just doing Star Wars impressions now, and he's like being one of those alien races. Uh, no, um, yeah. I'm going to be mean, and I'm, I'm going to mute Ben just in case we get <laughs> actual random, random shit. <laughs> Sorry, Ben. Uh. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we'll just close that, I suppose. Um, yeah, it was good. It was an interesting topic. I didn't really have much to add because obviously I was a fill-in for my only crate cup. So we we happily lower mid-tabled. Um, yeah. we're, we're ecstatic with that as a result. So. We were, yeah, the, the tale of the White Walkers is Duncan and I both were like, hey, Chris, can we be on your team? And he was like, no, fuck you, I hate you. Uh, and then we, we turned to the people that um, we, we trust and love, uh, Nathan and Jeremy, and you know the the rest is as Duncan put it, the greatest uh, underdog story since the Miracle on Ice, maybe even greater. Um, yeah, and I don't think we've got much admin stuff. We will have when this launches. Theoretically, I'm going to upload all four episodes because I didn't. Bruno never sent me episode two or whatever it was. Yeah. Um. So I'm going to put them all, and we'll have our own domain on the Dice Hate. Podcast uh, web page now. So if you, you go to dice8.com. Oh, yeah, we have a web page now, right? Yeah, it's not live yet. It's, it has coming soon if you click on it because I was okay. going to wait until we had new content to talk about it. But yeah, the, the web page will all be ready. 
and everything when this goes live. So yeah, you can go to um, badideasxwingpodcast.com or just go to Dice Hate and click in the podcast link and you'll find us there. (laughs) Are we still on the Dice Hate Patreon or the Dice Hate, not Patreon, the Dice Hate podcast feed? Yeah, I I kind of, I mean, Bruno's not here, so I can just uh, talk pretty candidly and like, you know, fuck it. Just keep all our podcasts in one place and people can listen to which one they want. We have our own home within that. Right? If you only want to listen to those, just go to a web page and you can manually download them there or subscribe to that RSS feed. But like, Are you going to stop making Heresy Cast show up twice in that feed? They're recording Heresy Cast now. Yeah? Yeah. There, there's some um, cast from your feed that ch- double shows up all the time. It's Oh, but, um, that would be on uh, YouTube, is it not? Whereas the video and then the audio one also posts. Oh, on YouTube. maybe that's what it is. Well, thank yeah, you for breaking I, I, that out. I believe I fixed that, but um, yeah. we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I, w- someone's podcast randomly was video, uh, and it like totally bricked my podcast player. I had to uninstall it and reinstall it to <laughs> get it to work. Yeah. Uh, um. Hopefully, it wasn't me. No, uh, no. It was a different <laughs> Legion podcast. I will have. I've played for like three and a half games of Legion now, so I'm flying. You know, I'm getting there. You uh, go. Yeah, maybe playing. that'll be our our Legion episode: is how to learn how to play Legion. Yep. Okay. Well, I'm I'm good. I'm done. I've yeah, been, it's late. I'm, love you, Chris. Love you too, Zach. Thanks, everyone. Love you, Ben. Bye, yeah. everyone. Thanks, Ben. Sorry, I just muted you because I'm a dick. <laughs> I get them here, I get them there, I get bad ideas everywhere.